But again, welcome. Good to be here. Uh, a couple of announcements. Um, I'm going to try to read this. It's got rain on it. So we have an opportunity to serve. Um, and it doesn't, Bev, is this, is this accurate? It doesn't have to be us as a group. It can just be individuals going from, you know, whenever they, whenever they can. So the Salvation Army needs volunteers for their Santa workshop. Has anybody ever helped with that? So we'll come to you guys and you can tell us how it works. So no need to have a set time. Just show up anytime with any number of people. No age limit. And it starts November 29th and it goes through December 16th. It's Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And it says they're packing bags they give to kids. And it's the youth building at the fairgrounds, which I don't know which one that is. Any fairgrounds people? Huh? Is it close to the 41 entrance? Uh, they all look the same to me. The one that says youth building. You can't miss it. Um, let's see, a couple other announcements. Um, I've got, uh, Beth, was there anything else with that? Okay. Um, a couple sign-up sheets on the bulletin board. Uh, one is for Marmon Valley, which Michelle's going to get up and talk to us all about here in a minute. I'm just kidding, Michelle. Um, so right now, there's, there's two, two weekends that they have this. What's it called? Uh, Country Christmas. Country Christmas. And what it is is you get on a covered wagon, and you drive around to different scenarios from the Bible of Jesus' birth. It actually looks pretty cool. Um, it's 45 minutes. So I think the two dates are the 5th and the 12th or 4th and 11th, 4th and the 11th then, 4th. So what we need to know, and do we need to know that very soon, is, is who is interested in going because we, have, we need to give them a number ASAP. So if, if you haven't talked to Michelle, uh, there is a sign-up sheet. Oh, she has a sign-up sheet. She forgot. She was talking. Yeah, and it's at night. It starts at night, so probably five, six o'clock mm-hmm. on a Saturday. Yep. Yep. So if you're interested in that, you don't have to pay yeah, and it's free. Yep. Um, so then the other thing, as you all know, we we canceled the second harvest food bank last month. Actually, it would have been I think last week. Um, but I actually talked to them this week, and we're going to try to move the time up to five thirty instead of four. So hopefully we can get some other volunteers to, to jump in and people won't have to take days off work and whatnot. Um, so we're going to shoot for, I think it's the 15th of December at 530. If that, and there's a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board for that too. So hopefully that'll, that'll work out a little better than four. Four o'clock's tough for people to get off and all that. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do that and uh, going forward, you know, have that. I think it's the third Wednesday of each month. Um, Another thing, so tonight we were going to do Sunday Night Fellowship with a lesson with dessert and coffee. The question is, who's going to be here tonight? And I don't want, you know. But so what, and then next Sunday night we were going to do pizza and decorate the church for a holiday. 
So the question is, should we put all them together tonight? Because I think we might have more people tonight than next week and do it tonight. What's everyone think? Come here, decorate, eat. Be merry. Be merry. Tonight? Come on. There we go. All right. So we'll do that tonight. Uh, Ryan, would you pass that along to your dad, please? Um, so we'll do that tonight. We, we just need... Uh, who can I nominate to order pizza? Order it. I'll vote. Can we vote for this week or next week? Can sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I I won't be here next week, but I know. Well, I know I know some folks are gone both of these weeks, and yeah. I thought next week we'll actually have less people. That's why I thought maybe tonight would be the best. But it, it doesn't really matter to me. Let's do both. We can do both. That's fine. We can do half tonight and half next week. I don't care. What? <laughs> do it the way you said the first time. What? Do it tonight? Yeah. Is that cool? We good? All right. Are we still bringing desserts? Still bring desserts? Heck yeah. <laughs> you haven't been here very long, have you? <laughs> Definitely bring desserts. That's the way to my heart. As you can tell. All right. Uh, so two other quick things, then we'll get on with the service. Um, so the, the baptism is going to be Sunday night, December the 12th, and then we were going to have the Lord's Supper the 5th, but we're actually going to move it to January the 9th. That way everyone that's in the baptism can take part in the Lord's Supper, and we'll start out 2022 with the Lord's Supper. Does that sound good? <clears throat> Hello? Yes. Does that work? Perfect. Somebody's going off. All right. Anyone else have announcements? I know that's a lot. Yeah.
well, it's good to be here. Um, I know it's been kind of a little different without having piano players and all that good stuff, but it's still good to be here. God's still in control, and He's still saving souls, and that's what it's all about. So it's, it's still good to be here. Um, so the question is this morning, does anybody have a special song? <laughs> Roger? <laughs> Come on. I had to ask. <laughs> All right, we've well, got your Bibles this morning. Turn over to the 17th chapter of Luke. <clears throat> the 17th chapter of the book of Luke. So does anybody get angry? A couple of different scenarios to throw out. Um, you know, like if you hold the door for someone and they come through and don't say thank you, does that bother anybody? Or if, um, I always say you're welcome, even if they don't say thank you. Uh, just being a smart aleck. Uh, what about, uh, you know, if you're driving down the street and you stop to let someone out at the gas station and they don't wave, does that make anybody else mad? Or if you're, like, one time my mom and dad's street is so tight, you kind of got to get over and let somebody go through, you know. And I'm always waving, and, and people just drive through. Like, does, that make, does that bother anybody else? I don't know why that bothers us. Common just, courtesy. Huh? Common courtesy. Common courtesy, exactly. But I just... Or, or if somebody, you know, either does something really nice for you or, or gives you something, and then the person doesn't say thank you, does that, does that bother anybody else? Have you guys ever noticed? Has it, who in here has ever passed out candy on trick or treat? Have you ever noticed how parents they're like, "Now make sure you tell them thank you," and the kids are just they're, they don't want to tell us thank you. You know, they just want their candy and want to go on. But I think it's a good thing that parents are trying to tell their and teach their kids to say thank you, don't you? But you know, the truth is, don't we all have that problem with saying thank you? I think we all have that. Why is that? Is anybody know? You guys can talk. It's interactive. Huh? Somebody said something. Or not. Come on. It's just this, I think it's just, just the human sinful nature. What do you guys think? Do you think that's what it is? We just don't have... And the other thing, and this doesn't go with the message, but even like saying you're sorry. Does anybody struggle with apologizing to people? So I'll tell you a little story. We were watching the kids yesterday. And Hallie scratched Kaysen on the neck because she wasn't getting enough attention. So she, had, she scratched him because she, she was mad that Mamer was getting all the attention. Or, you, know, you know what I'm saying. So Amanda's like, now tell Kaysen you're sorry. And she would not even look up. But that just tells you, it starts early, doesn't it? But we struggle with that. We struggle with saying thank you. We struggle with saying I'm sorry. Don't we? Yes. Yes. Man, you guys got to get on the ball here. Come on. It's interactive. It's just that human nature. The other scenario I was thinking as I was studying through this stuff, and if you're a parent and this hasn't happened to you, God bless you. You've went to the store with your kids and they just want a little toy or they just want a candy bar or they just want this and they throw an absolute fit if you don't get it for them. Does anybody else have that? 
Anybody else have that? My kids didn't do that, but my grandkids do. <laughs> Grandparents, parents, yeah. Or they come and say, you never buy us anything. That's happened too, right? You never get us anything. But then when you do get it, they're not really thankful, are they? They're not really thankful. I just, I, I don't know, just thinking through this, I've had all these scenarios running through my head. I just want a snack. I just want a candy bar. You know, I was thinking, what is it, the terrible twos that you always hear about? I think it's like the terrible two through sixes. Is really what it is. I think it's That could be two. Or maybe it don't stop. All right, so we'll, we'll read the, a few verses this morning. And if there was a topic this morning, it's just the question of, are you thankful? Are you thankful? I really want, you know, with Thanksgiving this week, it's been on my heart. But are you really thankful? I'm sure this is familiar to everyone. Um, I'm reading out of ESV this morning. <clears throat> on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show up yourselves to the priest. And as they went there, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? I think the King James uses stranger there. And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So there's, there's two things that Luke really wants us to know here. Just right off the bat from the, that first couple of verses there. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem during this whole time. And we all know the end of the story. He was, he was going there to be crucified. So Luke wants, off the, off the bat, he wants us to know that Jesus is on that path to Jerusalem. The second thing he wants us to know here is Jesus was passing through like a racially mixed area. So these were Gentiles and Jews in this area. It goes back to when the, the, you know, the exiles came back from the Assyrian you know, takeover. So what happened is the Jews came back to this area and settled, and then they started intermarrying with the Gentiles in that area. So that's, and there was a lot of other stuff too, but that's, yeah, that's all you need to know. Sorry about trip. So the Jews, as we've seen in other stories and parables, they didn't care too much for the Samaritans, and I think it was vice versa. And I've seen, there was a couple of places where they called them dogs, or I think the, it was half-breeds was the other term that they used. I mean, just... They, they didn't want nothing to do with them. So in this case, though, they were lepers, which changed everything. So what would happen with lepers is they couldn't be in society. They had to live outside society. They couldn't be close to anyone. If they, had like a, they had to have a thing on their face, and if anyone healthy got close to them, they had to say, unclean, unclean! That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Let me read a couple of verses from Leviticus real quick so you can get the, the gist of this. Let me find it. I think it was Leviticus 13. Man, an iPad's a lot faster than turning. All right, so here's where it's talking about the, uh, the lepers. 
The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has, ha- as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. <coughs> All right, switch back. So basically what would happen is they would kind of create their own little community, if you will, because they had to be outside together. So at that point, you had Jews, Gentiles, you had all kinds of people together that were lepers. And that's kind of what happened in this situation is you had kind of a mix, which we'll get to in a little bit. And a lot of times they thought that the if you had leprosy, that it was because of your sin. It was like a judgment of God, if you will, or you know, the, a, a curse of God if you, if you had leprosy based on your, your sins. Um, so as, as Jesus was passing by here, this group of lepers, and it doesn't really say if they had heard you know, Jesus done other miracles in the past or whatever, but it says they cried out to him. And from what I can see and, and you know, tell, they had to be about 50 yards away from him. So think of like half the size of a football field. So they had to be pretty loud at what they were yelling at him, right? That'd be pretty, and I think it actually says they lifted up their voices there. So they had to be pretty loud. They stood at a distance and lifted up their voices. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And you know, the thing is, like, Jesus really didn't, like, think about it. Like, he didn't question, you know, anything about it. He acted pretty quickly. It was pretty immediate. He told them, go show yourselves to the, the priests. Why would he tell them to go show themselves to the priests? Did anybody know? Come on. To see if they would obey. Huh? To see if they would But why would they have to go see the, the priest? Come on. To be deemed as clean. The priest had to deem them clean. So they would have to proclaim them as being healed. So that's why he told them to go to the priest. Now, the question is, and this is what's been in my head the whole time I've been studying through this. We'll get to the thankfulness piece in a minute. So if, if Jesus told you to go to the priest, but you weren't clean, wouldn't you be like, wait a minute. Why would I go to the priest if I still had it? I don't know why I was thinking about this through this whole thing. It's like they weren't healed immediately. Kind of what Deanna was saying. And he wanted to see if they would be obedient. And there's other examples in the Bible like that. I think, what was the one where the guy told him, was it Elijah? To, be, to baptize in the water seven times, is that right? Yeah. So there's, you know, he, he wanted to see if they would be obedient. Where are you at? 17. I only said it four times. I'm just kidding, you're good. Love and verse. Love and verse. That's where we were. Well, this is an odd service today, isn't it? <laughs> it's all good, though. Oh, no problem. Have you ever thought of that? Like when you've read this before? I mean, I've read it many times. It's like, wait a minute. 
They weren't healed. Like, why would you turn around and go to the priest if you weren't healed? Like, what were they thinking? But they turned right around and started walking towards the priest. Had some faith, didn't they? So now you get to the interesting part there. As they walked away, that's when they were healed. That's when they were healed, as they walked away. And then one, one of them, as it says there starting in the 15th verse, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. One. One out of ten turned around to thank God. One out of ten. And you know, think about what this meant for these guys. Think about what it meant. They could go back to their families. They could go back in society. They could go back to their jobs potentially. Go back to kind of normal. Wouldn't you be excited? Wouldn't you want to thank someone for giving you that? I would. But this one turned back, praising God and thanking Him for healing Him because of what it meant. What it meant to Him. And He fell on His face at Jesus' feet, giving Him thanks. When's the last time you've done that? Think about everything that we get. Everything that God gives us. We're rich beyond belief. Who gives Him thanks? I struggle with it. I think what happens is you just take it for granted. Many, many years ago, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I went kind of blind. Like I had some optic neuritis or something. Amanda's a specialist now. She can tell you about it. But I had optic neuritis. And like it went from this eye to this eye. And I, I swear I couldn't see my, my hand and my face here. I was making Rachel eggs like this. Like grease is popping up in my face. But I tell you what, taking things for granted, we take a lot for granted. Every day, being able to walk, being able to breathe, being able to talk, being able to do anything, being able to go to your job, we take it all for granted. But we should thank God for it all. We should thank Him for it all. It's interesting there that he, that he ends that with, now he was a Samaritan. What do you think of that? Ends it now he was a Samaritan. I'm kind of thinking through this whole thing like, you know, Luke's telling this story or people are watching it or whatever, and scribes and Pharisees are like, what? They were okay until that, he said that. Don't you think they were like, oh, that's a good old boy. That's a good old Jewish boy. He turned around and thanked God. Then he said, oh, wait, he was a Samaritan. They're like, yuck. But I think that just shows, you know, no matter what race you are, no matter what religion you are, no matter what your background is, Jesus came and died for the whole world. He came and died for everyone. He was healed. And you know, the interesting thing here is this man was healed physically. 
he was also healed spiritually. Jesus says there, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. I think that made you well there, I think in the Greek, kind of referred to being saved. So the nine, they got, they got the physical healing, but this one Samaritan, he got the physical and the spiritual. Which is pretty awesome, if you ask me. So now let's focus on the nine. So Jesus says there in the, the 17th verse, We're not ten cleansed, where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner, this Samaritan? So the question that, you know, I was thinking about is, if that were me, it's easy to say, well, if that were me, I would have went back and praised Jesus and thanked Jesus. Everybody think that? That were me. That were me back in the day when Jesus was there, I would believe. No, we wouldn't, huh? And it's not necessarily a bad thing that they didn't come back. I mean, they should have came back and thanked God. But they were so excited to get back to their lives. You know, I would have been so excited. But it's easy to sit back and say, well, they weren't thankful. I would have been thankful. I always say thank you when somebody holds the door for me. Isn't that easy? Let's be honest, though. How many would have said thank you? We can't say thank you daily for what God does to us or does for us. Am I crazy? I, I struggle with it. We take so much for granted. But the nine, they didn't come back and say thank you. And the thing is, the key is, and I think this is why, another reason why he was going, you know, he called out the Samaritan, is those nine Jews should have been the ones to come back and say thank you. The Samaritan should have. The Jews were God's chosen people. But those nine should have came. And I think that's as, us as Christians, there's a lot of things that we should do. And one of them is thank Jesus. And I preached a few weeks ago on a Sunday night about praising Him. Sometimes I think we come here and we're just too quiet, folks. God wants us to praise Him in everything that we do. Even if the music was horrible this morning, which it wasn't. Thank you, God. We've got to praise Him. We've got to praise Him. And thank Him for everything. But none of them turned around. None of them came back and said, thank you. Would you? That's what you've got to ask yourself. Would you have? And just thinking through all this stuff, you know, how many of you have went back to either your parents or your grandparents and thanked them for bringing you to church? For raising you up in the church? Or having friends that showed you the church that pointed you to Christ. I don't say it near enough, but mom and dad, thank you for bringing me to church. Thank my grandparents for bringing them to church and being an example for them. I've always, I went my own way when I was a teenager, but I'm so thankful that I had that foundation of Jesus. And you should be too. You should thank them for that. You know I can't go through a Sunday without crying. <clears throat> Just for all your blessings. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul tells us to give thanks in everything. 
Anybody ever heard that verse? Give thanks in everything. Now, a lot of people will take that verse and say, well, you're saying I need to give thanks for everything. No, they're completely different things. So you're saying I should give thanks if I have cancer, or if I do this, or if the world falls down. What? No. You give thanks in everything. Why? Because no matter what happens, Jesus is with you through it all. And we should give thanks for that. No matter how bad it is. We heard some bad prayer requests this morning. No matter how bad it is. People are losing people left and right. Guess what, folks? We're all going to die one of these days. The question is, do you have a relationship with Jesus depending on where you're going to go? You should be thankful for that. If you do, you should be thankful because someone was praying for you. I know someone was praying for me when I was that age. We should be thankful for that. I've been praying for quite a few people, to be honest with you. But it doesn't say be thankful for everything. Do you see that difference? In everything. Because no matter what we go through, Jesus is with us. What's Paul say? To live is Christ. To die is gain. Now, I don't want to die and leave my family. But let me tell you, when these eyes close in death, I'm going to be in eternity forever with Him. And I am so thankful for that because I couldn't have done that on my own. He came and paid that sin debt for us. He took away that wrath of God. That we can have a relationship with Him. And we should be thankful for that. And we should praise Him for that. Because Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. He came out of that old grave. As I was studying through this this week, I'm just thinking everything that we take for granted. You know, if you actually started thanking God for everything that you have and everybody in your life, it could take a while. I'm just like, I'm thankful we can pay the rent. I'm thankful, or not the rent, but our mortgage. I'm thankful we have gas for the car. I'm th- you ever thought of that? Like, if you ever go to the gas station and complain, gas is so high. Be thankful that you have the money to put gas in your car. Doesn't that, it changes everything. That perspective changes everything. You know, when we were young and married and dumb, <laughs> has anybody ever been through this? Like, anytime you get money, like, say, you know, taxes or whatever it is. It never failed. But as soon as you got that money, something bad happened. Either the water heater went out, the refrigerator, the whatever it was, tire blue. Anybody else go do that? I used to get so mad. I'm like, why is it every... Man, can attest to this. Why is it every time we get a little bit of money, something bad happens? But you got to change your mindset a little bit. I think it takes a while to grow up, honestly. It's like... Thinking back now, I'm like, I am so thankful that during those times, we had that extra money to take care of those things. Your, your mindset has to change over the years. It'll drive you crazy. I've seen a lot of head shaking, so apparently I wasn't the only one that that happened to. <laughs> but it seemed like every time we got a little extra money, something would happen. But now I'm like, thank you, God, that you were there in those situations. When bad things happen. Thank you, God. How many have been in a situation where they said, God, if you get me through this, I'll be yours for the rest of my life. Anybody else said that? I have. I, am I the only one? Yeah, you're a bunch of liars. <laughs> God, get me through this. 
But the problem is we haven't ever actually officially acted on our promise. God got us through it, but we didn't do our part. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Just a lot in my mind and heart. But God deserves our praises. Anybody wake up this morning? Oh, it's cold and rainy. I had to take Jace home this morning. I'm just singing. I don't even know why. It just changes your perspective of things when you have Jesus in your heart. Can anybody attest to that? Can anybody say amen to that? It changes everything. He deserves our very best. But He also deserves our praise and our gratitude for everything. And I think we just don't do it. We just don't do it. But there's a couple of things that I'm really thankful for. I am so thankful for this church because I don't know where I would be if I wasn't here. Does anybody else can attest to that? I don't know where I would be if I wasn't here and if this church wasn't here. The other thing I'm thankful for, and I'll hold this up because I don't have my Bible. I am so thankful for the Bible. But I neglect it so much. It's God's Word. We need to be in it. The other thing I'm thankful for is the Gospel. I'm thankful that Jesus came and died and took my place. Because there was absolutely nothing that I could do to get me to heaven. This little fat sinner boy, there was nothing I could do. Nothing that I could do to get me to heaven. But God. But God. If that doesn't make you thankful, folks, there's something wrong. But God. He came, lived a perfect life here on earth, went through hell for us, but he came out victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And because of that, if you are a child of God, you will spend an eternity with Him forever in heaven. Now, the other thing to that is, because of that, we should live here a little differently. Anybody agree with that? We should be a little different from the world. We shouldn't be doing everything the world does. We shouldn't be saying everything the world does. Because we can't lift Christ up that way. We have to be different. We have to act different. We have to do different things. But we get caught up in the world, don't we? Not the way it's supposed to be, folks. Not the way it's supposed to be. Young people, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You don't have to be that way. And I have experience, I can tell you. I went that way when I was your age. I've done whatever I wanted to do. And it got me in a lot of trouble. Well, not with my parents, because they didn't know about it. We won't go there. But I think back, like, God, you have brought me through some of the worst times of my life. And I just want to praise you. And every single one of us have that story, don't we? We've got to praise Him. We've got to thank Him for everything. So the reason for this message is this week as you go through Thanksgiving, praise Him for everything. Thank Him for everything. You know, I was reading a book the other day, and it was talking about this kid saying a prayer. And the kid was, it was like a younger kid. They'd been teaching, you know, prayer and all that stuff at home. Which we don't pray near enough, if you ask me. But this kid was praying for the butter, for the peas, for the chairs. For, and that's what I was doing this, this week as I was thinking about this. 
Thinking about everything that we have to be thankful for. Have you guys done that? It's a little, it's crazy to really think about everything that you have to be thankful for. Job. People are losing their jobs. I've got to lay some folks off coming up in the next month or so. Not, not easy, not fun. Breaks my heart, actually. But people don't have jobs. People don't have food. People don't have transportation. People don't have people to love them. That's sad. We take it all for granted, don't we? We take it all for granted. And the worst thing is people don't have Jesus Christ. We take that for granted. We need to take him out these doors, out into the world. And like we said this morning in Sunday school, not beat him over the head with Jesus. Not, not be stupid and say, Brother Roger, you're a hypocrite, so I'm not coming to church. We're all hypocrites. We're all, every one of us here are hypocrites. We've all said and done the wrong thing and then pointed at people out there, look at them out there. Haven't we? Haven't we? Every one of us. But that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Isn't it? To repent, to get back to Christ, and then go out and live in front of the world what He's done for us. I can tell you, I don't do near enough. I don't feel like it. But I think God will tell you. Wouldn't go talk to someone. Don't you think that from your class this morning? He'll tell you who you need to go to say a nice word to. You don't have to go and say, Jesus, you need to be Jesus, you need to be Jesus, you need to be Jesus. No. People think you're crazy. Who was it that was saying, was it you run, a guy you knew, every, like every minute he's like, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Huh? Okay. Sorry, I'm off on a tangent. I'm just so thankful for all those things. Be thankful in everything. I don't know how we're going to do this, if we're going to have a song or what. But I want to give an opportunity this morning for anyone that hasn't been thankful or for anyone that hasn't received that salvation that Jesus came and died for. Don't leave here without it. Or if you need to ask for forgiveness, this is a good place to do it. Because we're all hypocrites. We're all messed up. Honestly, and tell me if I'm wrong, there's not a week that goes by that every single one of us couldn't be up here asking God to forgive us. Is that true? It is for me. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you don't think you need forgiveness. Maybe you think you're perfect. Well, you're not. None of us are. Only one is. And He came and died for us. Let's be thankful for that. Let's praise Him this morning for that. I guess let's all stand up. <laughs> I don't even know how we... There we go. Sing grace, how sweet.